Hey, hey, I'm Julia, the owner of Julia K Design, which is a small business specializing in wedding invitation design and calligraphy. If you're an aspiring small business owner, a fellow wedding creative, or just looking for some overall inspiration and insight, Julia's creative business guidebook will bring light to all of the challenges I've faced, the lessons I've learned, and the success I've earned. I hope you'll tune in every week for a new chapter in your guidebook. Hello friends, welcome to another chapter of Julia's Creative Business Guidebook. I'm obviously your host, Julia. (laughs) I was just listening to a podcast. Actually, I feel like every podcast I listen to always starts by introducing the host and I never do that. So I uh, (laughs) thought I would try that out, but that was kind of weird. Anyways, I'm excited about this episode because it is all about customer service and why it is so damn important for your business and how I have really brought it to be like the backbone of my business and things that you can do to make sure that your customers really have the best experience possible and yeah I'm excited for it but before we get into all of that obviously need to update you guys on my very very exciting life that's clearly sarcastic because my life is not exciting at all Over the weekend, my sister and her boyfriend came to visit us in Easton, which was fun because we hardly ever get visitors because we live in the smallest little apartment ever, but it was so fun to be hosts and have people visit us. Um, We kind of just kept it low-key. They were only here for a night, so we went out to get some drinks Friday night, and then Easton has like this cute little winter village downtown, so we walked through that and did some shopping and ate at one of my favorite restaurants in Easton, which is called Daddy's Place. So if you're in Easton and you haven't been to Daddy's Place, you need to you need to go. Or if you're anywhere like in the Lehigh Valley, you need to make a trip to Easton to eat at Daddy's Place because it is the best. Um, but yeah, so that was that was fun to have them. We booked our Airbnb for our summer trip, which if you have been with me through last what the fuck am I trying to say right now if you have been with me if you have followed my journey um Jesus if you have been a follower on Instagram since the summertime (laughs) you have probably seen that we took a canoeing backpacking trip in Canada last July and we had such a fun time that we decided we were going to do it again this year so we're going to the same park in Canada we're doing three nights canoeing, backpacking, and then three nights in a cabin. Um, Last year we did three nights canoeing and then three or no, two nights in Montreal, which was fun, but Montreal was five hours away from where the park was that we were backpacking in. So it was just a really, really long drive and it was kind of hard to have two dogs in the city um, because we realized Montreal is not very dog friendly. Um, I shouldn't say they weren't dog friendly, but like it was definitely bizarre to people that we like had our dogs with us everywhere we went. So (laughs) it was just kind of difficult to have to worry about the dogs when we wanted to go out and eat and stuff. So we decided this year we were going to just stay in a little cabin on the water and it is going to be so much fun. So we got that all booked and I'm very excited for that trip. What else? Oh, Nick and I joined a intramural volleyball league this past week because Nick and I like have lived in Easton for, I don't know, like two, two or three years. And 
we've had like a hard time (laughs) this makes us sound like total losers but we've had a hard time like making friends um just because like he works for a really small company of like literally five employees and i obviously work for myself so like we don't have like the built-in co-workers as friends like I feel like everybody our age does so I feel like the only way we can make friends is like by going out and getting drinks and we do that but then we don't make friends and it's not like we're like actively like walking up to people and starting conversations because we're just not those types of people um so I said my new year's resolution for 2023 would be to make a damn friend in Easton so we are very active people and we've always been athletes so we decided to look into a sports league and sure enough they have one in the lehigh valley so we joined it and we joined volleyball because we both played on an intramural volleyball team in college and no big deal but we were champions so we decided that we would (laughs) play volleyball and by no means well i mean nick is good just because he's just like a tall athletic person so I feel like he's good at every sport except for anything that has to do with like hand-eye coordination such as like baseball he's not very good at that or golf not very good at that sorry Nick um (laughs) what was I saying before I started shit talking my boyfriend so yeah he's he's pretty good at volleyball I'm like not I'm not I mean like I can hit the ball I'm I'm good at serving believe it or not but I can't like I don't know I'm not gonna like spike the ball in someone's face But anyways, so I'm excited. That starts in February and hopefully we make a friend or two. (laughs) And yeah, um, that's, you know, that's just mostly all of my updates. Oh, we put up our Christmas tree. We got a really small Christmas tree again, because again, living in in a tiny apartment, we don't have room for a full-size Christmas tree. So we got like a four foot, maybe three foot Christmas tree. And it's like on top of our dresser. And you know what? It's really freaking cute. And yeah. I love I love our Christmas tree. So anyways, also quick side note, um, I am kind of going to be changing the way the podcast is laid out. And what I mean by that is like when I first started, I was like very adamant on like having unit one, chapter one, unit review and having it like laid out like a school textbook. And I still like the idea of like calling them chapters because like it goes with the whole Julia's creative business guidebook vibe. But I'm not going to really have it broken down into units anymore because I, it's just too much to, like, have it. Like, I I had a good run of, like, what my episodes are going to be about up until this point. But now I'm kind of getting to the point where I need to sit down and do my podcast planning for 2023. And some of the episodes that I'm going to be talking about, like, could have fit into unit one or, like, whatever. So I just think moving forward, it's going to just be more, like relaxed and kind of like random topics each week if that makes sense like obviously I don't want it to be like super confusing and it won't be because it'll just be like every other podcast um but yeah I'm going to like cut out like the unit reviews at the end of each unit because they're not really going to be split out into units anymore but still going to be chapters it's just not going to be as like organized as I thought it would be and that's just because like as I'm moving on with this podcast and you know, growing the podcast, I'm realizing like what's working and what's not because obviously this is a learning experience for me. I've never hosted a podcast before. So um, just kind of bear with me as it kind of like takes this little tradition or tradition transition. Diving into this episode now all about customer service. Like I said, customer service is honestly, truly like the backbone of my business. It's something that I take 
very, very seriously. And I think if you want to run a successful business, you also need to take it very seriously because obviously customers, like (laughs) without your customers, you don't have a business. So that in itself should tell you like, yeah, you should uh, give them a good experience. But starting because I know like a lot of my listeners are just starting out with a business. So I want to really touch upon your first clients. These first clients will truly be the most important clients you have of your entire business career. You need to treat them like gold. And obviously, all the clients that come after your first ones, you definitely also need to treat like gold. But the reason I say this about your first clients is because they're going to be your first referrals, your first reviews, the first people that truly experience your business. So if you get your first client and their experience is not a great one and they leave you a review that's not great, it's going to be pretty shitty to have to climb back up and build yourself up from that review and gain the trust of people that are rating your reviews. Because if you only have one or two reviews and one or both of them is not five-star positive, that's just not a very good look especially when you're just starting out. I think like obviously if you have like 50 reviews and one of them is like a lower review, not as positive, people are going to see that and obviously it's going to be like, oh, that sucks. But you have 49 other reviews that are really good. They're obviously going to still have trust that their experience will be good. Definitely, definitely super important to take great care of your first clients. If you've already had your first clients and you don't feel like you like did enough or that they didn't have the best experience, it's obviously not too late to start like applying these tips that I'm giving you because you need to obviously like if you had a couple bad reviews starting out, like that's no reason to just like give up and stop trying. You need to just work extra hard to make sure that you can prove to your next clients that you really are you know, going to do a good job and that they can trust you. Speaking of reviews, I want to talk about like how you can ask for reviews and when you ask for them. So I always ask my clients for reviews as soon as I send their invitations to them. I do this just because one, I don't want to forget to ask them down the road. And two, obviously they're getting their wedding invitations probably like two to three months, maybe even more in advance to their wedding. So like at this point, they aren't entirely stressed. And I want to ask them for it as soon as they get it because everything is fresh in their mind and the excitement is still there of like, oh my gosh, we just received our wedding invitations. Let's like, like they're looking at them for the first time. They're going to be like super duper excited and wowed. Um, So I just send them the links to review as soon as I send them their shipping information. And this is pretty much how I word it. I just say, I'm literally reading this from an from a email I sent this week, but I say, I can't wait for you to receive your invitations. Once you open and inspect, please let me know if there's anything I could have done differently or if there's anything wrong. If you're happy with the way everything looks, I would more than appreciate it if you left a review of your experience working with me. I will leave I will leave review links below. Feel free to just write, run, write one review and then copy and paste it to different platforms to save yourself some time. Thank you so much again for choosing me to do your invitations and then I go on a little spiel about like you know they were such a pleasure to work with and I and then I leave the links to my platforms below for um, custom wedding invitations I leave them my Google and my Facebook links and then for invitation shop I leave them Google Facebook and then Shopify has like a direct 
product they purchased on my shop. So I leave that link as well. But yeah, I just tell them to copy and paste it because there's no reason for them to have to write three separate reviews. So yeah, that is how I ask for reviews. Like I said, send that as soon as I send their invitations in the mail. One of the biggest things that I think truly impacts your customer service is communication. And I think I talked about communication in my last episode as well, but it is truly so, so important to always just be honest with your clients, always give them updates on where you're at in the process. You just like, the more you communicate with them, the more they're going to feel involved and taken care of. So like if I receive like edits from a client for digital proof and it takes me, I don't know, four weeks to send them a proof with those requested edits, those four weeks of just like silence from me are probably going to not really like sit well with that client because how are they supposed to know that you have an extremely long list of other things you have to get done before you get to their project or how do they know that you're on vacation or how just communicate with your clients as much as possible and I don't mean to like be annoyingly in there like sliding into their inbox like every two days like giving them an update that's not what I mean but for like if they send you their requested edits on a digital proof just email back and say, hey, I received your edits. I will like begin working on your updated proofs. You should request or you should expect an updated proof from me within five to 10 business days or seven to 14 business days, however long your turnaround time typically is, just so they know approximately how long it's going to take them. Now, obviously there's been times I'm sure when I've said, hey, I'm going to have a proof to you in three to five business days. And maybe it's taken me, you know, six to eight business days. And it's not like I have, like, I've never had a client like annoyingly email me and ask like, hey, you said it would be five business days and it's on this, we're on the sixth business, business day and I haven't received anything. Like, I don't think that you should get any type of messages like that. But I like to just give them some sort of range of time that they can expect that it's going to take me to give them the next proofs. Again, just so that they're not sitting around wondering like what I'm doing or what they if they should be doing something. So I just really, really, truly believe that clients really appreciate the communication. Another really important part of your client experience is to always be willing to make your mistakes right. There are going to be mistakes that you make, whether it's, you know, forgetting to add an extra stroke to a font and so it shows up from your printing company completely like looking like shit. It could be literally anything, but just be willing to always make those mistakes right. You may and you probably will lose money, like if you have to reprint something or you have to overnight ship something because it was delayed, but it is so much more important to eat that cost and have happy clients. I can't even tell you how many times I've had to reprint something and it's just come right out of my pocket because I just wasn't happy with the quality. Or there was a time when like my RSVP cards, I kept printing them as three and a half by five instead of three and a half by 4.8. And the reason you do 4.8 instead of five is so that it fits nicely into the RSVP envelope. And so a three and a half by five, like it will fit into an RSVP envelope, but it will be an, like annoyingly tight. And there was just like a period of time when I would not remember to switch the size on my files. And so that like I could have easily just sent that to the client and been like, whatever, it's their headache now. Like hopefully that hopefully they don't get too annoyed by it. But no, instead I would, you know, accept that I messed up, go to my print company, have them reprint it. I would eat that cost because to me that cost or making that client happy 
is much more important than the cost is. And I think that's really going to be what helps your business stand out. Because like, I think that those little annoyances, so like, you know, a client having to shove a RSVP envelope into or an RSVP card into the envelope, or maybe your envelopes aren't sticking as nicely as they should. Those things that seem so small could honestly be, depending on the client, could be that one thing that just like makes them not have the most positive experience. So I just think as soon as you see a mistake, you need to make it right. And then just, you know, email them and say, hey, like I have done this so many times where I've gotten a wedding invitation in the mail from my print company. And the like I said, the quality is just not what it should be. It Like it does not match my quality standards. So I'll email a client and I'll tell them, hey, like I just want to let you know I received your invitation suite in the mail. It looks amazing. However, it just truly isn't up to my standards of quality. And I don't want to give you something that I'm not happy with. So I'm going to ask my printing company to reprint them. It's at no cost to you, but it will be, it will delay things a couple days. Just wanted to let you know so that you're not expecting things in the mail. Like when I said they were originally going to be there, I'll reach back out as soon as I have an updated shipping time. I have sent that email more than I can tell you. Maybe, okay, that's a little dramatic, but I have sent that email several times and I promise you a client will absolutely appreciate that because they don't want to receive something of lower quality. Even if it's like amazing quality to them, they aren't the professional, you are. So you need to make sure that the work that you're sending them is up to your standards of quality because we're all going to have different standards of quality. That's just like how it is. So just never, I would never provide a client with something that is not up to my standard of quality. Even like if I show something to Nick, he's like, oh my gosh, this looks great. And I'm like, yeah, but look how off-centered that thing is. And he's like, what? I don't even see it. And I'm like, I'm telling you it's off-centered. I see it. So I'm going to have it reprinted. That I really believe will make a very big difference in your whole entire customer experience. Oh, also at the end of this episode, I am going to tell you guys about the two client experiences that I've had that were not the most positive. Luckily, I didn't receive any negative reviews, um, but I want to tell you guys about those two experiences because we all have them. I am very fortunate that I've only had these two. And honestly, one of them wasn't even like a negative experience. It just was like we weren't really like on the same page. But I like honestly believe that I just work with the most amazing people on this planet because I I don't know, like I'm I'm very good at what I do. But I'm also like just one of those people that is, I don't know, I'm hard on myself. So I'm always thinking like, how the hell have I not like received more bad reviews or more unhappy people? Like it just like truly like baffles my mind that I've only, I've probably worked close, like with close to 200 clients at this point. And I've only ever had two people that weren't happy. And these two people that I'm going to tell you about aren't, they weren't even wedding invitation clients. And like, I just... I don't know. That's a whole nother thing about how like I literally just work with the most amazing people, but that's a whole side note. My whole point is (laughs) I'm going to tell you about the two people or the two client experiences that um, were not the most positive. Something else that is small, but I really think it impacts customer service a lot is asking for permission um, for social media. So I would never, well, that's not true. I have, and I've learned my lesson to now never share something on social media that a client has not approved or given you permission for, because I really think that like, if you, if a client sees something on your social media that is theirs, that they didn't give you permission for, I really think that could completely sway their experience with you because 
some people are just not okay with their information, any information being shared on social media, and that's totally understandable. And I think like as business owners, you shouldn't just assume that a client wants their information shared on social media because I feel like with my business and the way I run my business, I could easily think like that every client I work with is okay with their information being on social media because my business is ran so heavily on social media. So I think that's an easy assumption I could make, but it's a very important assumption that I cannot make because it's just not it's not realistic for every person that I work with to be okay with their information being on social media. So the way that I avoid this is um, on the digital proofs that I send to my clients, the very last question on each digital proof, and I, it's repetitive, it's on every single proof, is asking for permission um, to share on social media. And like literally nine times out of 10, everybody says that it's okay because I do Even if I get their permission, I do blur out, you know, wedding websites, the date of their wedding, addresses, obviously. Anything that is personal information, I blur out. I do get most clients that say it's okay, but obviously, like, the people that say it's not okay, I need to respect that. So, like I said, I think it would leave a really bad taste in a client's mouth if they were to see something on social media that they didn't approve or give permission for. Um, So just edit your proofs now to include something about like having permission or just simply ask them via email just so that you can cover your bases. Um, Okay, I really believe that current client experience is much more important than potential clients. And what I mean by that is if you're like, I don't know if this is really like the best example, but if you're like on vacation for a week and you come back to 100 emails, I would always recommend to take care of emails that are from existing clients rather than like worrying about inquiries and emails from clients that haven't even booked you yet. And I say that because obviously potential clients are extremely important because that's how your business is going to continue to grow. But you need to take care of the people that have already given you their money and are already expecting a good experience with you first because like I said, they already gave you their money and they're already a client of yours. So their experience is much more important than somebody who hasn't even booked you yet. So I think that's just an important thing to remember like when you're trying to choose how to spend your time or what you need to give priority to always give priority to your existing clients before your potential clients. So now I want to touch upon the two client experiences that I've had that were not the best. So the first client was a while ago and it was when I was offering custom house portraits. At the time, I never asked about permission to post on social media. Now, obviously, if it was like of a house, I was, and if it had like the address at the bottom, I wasn't sharing the address. But anyways, I had a client who ordered a custom house portrait and I shared a photo of this house portrait on Instagram. And then I received a very unhappy email from this client because I guess it was a gift to her best friend and her best friend had saw the post. I guess she followed me on Instagram and I'd seen the post and was like, oh, that's weird. Like, that's the house I just bought. Like, and then, so it kind of like ruined the gift, which is terrible of me. And I feel very sorry about that. And I like obviously learned my lesson the hard way to always ask permission. I ended up refunding her for half of the illustration costs just because she was rightfully very unhappy with me. And I just felt terrible. And at that point, that was really all that I could offer because 
you know, what else can I do at that time? So that was the first client. The second client wasn't, like I said earlier, it wasn't like a bad experience by any means. This was somebody who had booked me just for day of signage, which I don't do this anymore, but she was just day of signage and it was just a lot of like paper items. So like table numbers, menus, programs, things like that. And we just like went back and forth a lot. Um, And she was just never really happy with what I was giving her. She had a very, very, very particular look in mind. And I thought that I was recreating that look very well. It was, and what I mean by look, like I wasn't copying another artist. It was just like the script font that she wanted to use was very particular with like the flourishes and like she wanted it to go the whole way to the edge and things like that. And I thought that I had really met what she was looking for, but it was like a lot of back and forth of just, you know, this isn't right. That isn't right. I want this to look like this and that to look like this. And then eventually she actually did tell me like everything looked good. And then like, I remember the next morning I woke up to another email from her and it was like pretty much saying like, actually, never mind. I still want changes. And so I was actually the one that said like, I really think that maybe it's best if you hire somebody else to do this project for you. I will like refund you for what you've paid. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know, produce the exact thing that you're looking for. And she was also like in agreement with that. And it was like, we totally ended on fine terms and it was no hard feelings at all. I was just exhausted with going back and forth. And I think she was also exhausted. So I just took it in my hands to tell her you should find somebody else to do this for you because I don't think I'm going to be able to you know, give you what you want. So that was the only other experience that I've had that like wasn't the most positive. But like I said, we ended on fine terms. It was just, we had both agreed that we weren't right to work for each other. And I'm sure that's going to happen again down the road. And I think that's, I think I did handle that in the best way because I didn't want to keep wasting her time and I didn't want to keep wasting my time. So those were the two experiences that I've had that weren't the best. But like I've said, I like honestly work with the best people on the planet and I don't know how I get so lucky to work with the people that I work with because everybody I work with is so mellow and laid back and chill and kind and it's just it's really really nice and I don't know if maybe like I just I advertised kind of to those sort of people like I'm not advertising to anybody that wants like luxury work because I think obviously like with luxury comes like more of like a, I don't know, like you need to give them more of like a luxury process and like a, I don't know. It's just like, I don't attract people that are like super luxurious and elegant and formal and traditional. I kind of, you know, advertise towards people that are the opposite of those. And so I think with that comes like being laid back and chill. And I don't know, something along the way I did right with how I'm attracting clients because I really like get so freaking lucky with how many sweet and awesome people I work with. That is kind of all that I have on customer service. I just think customer service is honestly so, so, so important. And if you want to run a successful business, I highly recommend that you start to make customer service a top priority in your business today. And it's just literally as simple as like doing what's right, being kind and fixing your mistakes. Like if you do those things, you should have very happy clients. Anyways, that's all for today's episode. Next week's episode is going to be, this was actually requested by somebody on Instagram. It's going to be all about how I take my client's inspiration and turn it into a tangible design. Super excited about that because that's a topic that I didn't really think about, but I think it will be very beneficial for anybody that is getting into the custom invitation side of things. So 
that is next week. And yeah, I will see you guys next week. Um, Peace out, y'all. Love you very much. Talk soon. Cheers to finishing up another chapter in Julia's creative business guidebook. I hope you learned something new and will tune in next week for our new chapter. Until then, take care of yourself, do things that inspire you, and never stop creating. If you have any questions about anything I talked about during this episode, please refer to the link in the episode description to ask your question. All questions will be answered at the end of each unit.